This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Drew, I know you've been busy all day with actual real work stuff, so I, I have to tell you that what everybody expected, that J.J. Watt would sign with the Arizona Cardinals, has come <laughs> to fruition, where various various media luminaries were talking about Green Bay and Pittsburgh and Buffalo being the favorites. The odds makers out in Las Vegas had all those types of teams. Nobody called the Cardinals. Nobody. I yeah, mean, we brought it up every now and then. Uh, luckily, I don't look. I don't pass along any tips I hear as reports. Like I never will ever cite sources or anything because that's for somebody else to do. Specifically for this reason, including earlier in the day, Field Yates, a professional journo, tweeted out, "You're gonna love this." JJ Watt has updated his Peloton bio, and it now reads. <laughs> 56 like Super Bowl 56 GBCLE buff. So Super Bowl 56 Green Bay, Cleveland, Buffalo. And then Field Yates oh, wow. did the little thinking emoji three times and he said if nothing else JJ has this all dialed in. And it's got this picture of this what is presumably a Peloton profile and it's JJ Watt in one of his flexing poses. His screen name is KJ Watt, like kilojoule Watt. That's how they measure power in mm. cycling. So KJ Watt and uh, hashtag No Limit Legion, sixteen thousand eight hundred sixty-five followers. Turns out that was, of course, just all a fake. That JJ Watt does not have a public Peloton profile. Because if JJ Watt had a public Peloton profile, he would be inundated, inundated twenty-four-seven with. Jack offs telling him how his last performance wasn't actually all that good. And uh, every time he would be on, they'd be, they'd be racing against them. Like, JJ Watt does not need that in his life. So he, he actually, <laughs> he actually tweeted out himself. I don't own a bike. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so far beyond that. We all know that I would blow the pedals off that prolific fashion. Yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, uh, I, I kind of fell for it at first because when a, when a blue check mark tells you, it's got to be true, right? Yeah, don't doubt the Peloton bland. Like, if you combine Peloton and JJ Watt, those are just the two most reliable brands in America right now. <laughs> so I just feel like you have to go with it. So he goes to Arizona, and I know you knew that. Uh, this was a surprise, I think partly because a lot yeah. of people assumed that J.J. was going to be ring chasing and Arizona as the fourth best team in a really tough division and with a young quarterback who's shown promise, but is certainly a long ways away from being one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Um, not not really in contention for a Super Bowl this year. What do you think about that? I mean, I think it's interesting. It's it's definitely surprising, you know. Other people, other people, it's surprising. Other people, besides oh yeah, not you. Yeah, we know yeah, it all. Yeah, yeah I think well, you, you know. Roll back, roll back the tape. You yeah. went to Arizona State, so you know Phoenix intimately. 
Yeah, yeah. I've always felt like, you know, JJ fits in perfectly with some of the uh, second tier clubs that are in Old Town Scottsdale. Oh, can you imagine JJ as a young bachelor rookie in Scottsdale? Oh, my Lord. Yeah, you wouldn't even be you can't even comprehend how many young coeds there would be working so hard to get impregnated by him through some kind of plot. It wouldn't even it'd be you've never seen so many people crafting elaborate plots to get pregnant impregnated by him. Is that what Arizona is now? Mostly like meth dealers and gold diggers? Is that the it's fl- yeah, it's Florida. It's Florida, but in the desert. <laughs> but it's Florida, but it's a dry heat. Yeah, it's Florida, but it's a dry heat. Yeah, exactly. That should be a Florida, but it's a dry heave. Yeah, our 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 meth is is higher quality, guys. So um, so seriously, I don't think JJ was ever ring chasing per se. I think if it was a tiebreaker or if it was something that, um, you know, if it came down to two equal offers, and obviously one was the Green Bay Packers and one was. The Arizona Cardinals. I'm guessing he would have gone to Green Bay, mm. and I think I think this was probably one of the best offers he had, and it was for a defensive coordinator in Vance Joseph, who was a right. he was a defensive backs coach. JJ's first three years in the league, and he's talked very almost, I guess, nostalgically about those first few years, especially this year when things were really down and tough. He talked about those first couple of years and what how much fun it was playing defense. So I'm wondering if. If maybe that, you know, combined with the money, because look, the money, aside from being the best offer, money is love. And when a team, when a team commits more money to you than a lot of the other contenders that might say, hey, you know, you can come in and and we'll take care of you. We'll treat you right. You don't necessarily believe it if they're not attaching some serious dollars to it. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, let me uh, let me sell you on why I don't think this is like a crazy or that unexpected Okay, kind of place for him to land. I feel like he's obviously getting a little long the tooth. He's gone through some not insignificant injuries, especially in the more, more recent years. But it seems like maybe he's he's coming back around and being you know his old healthy self again. But you know, and you can appreciate this much much more than I could. I mean, just based on you know when you were getting you know towards towards the end of your career, is that it does seem like a fun place to play. Yeah. It just seems like a fun place to be. I mean, more fun maybe than Green Bay, more fun than Pittsburgh or somewhere else. And the, and as far as you know, chasing rings. I mean, the one thing, other than I guess it turns out Tom Brady, who can just will himself to Super Bowls at any given time. But otherwise, there is no willing it. I mean, there is no real chasing it. I mean, the parody still reigns supreme in the NFL for the most part. No one really thought Tampa eighteen months ago was going to win Super Bowl either. So right, the know, guys, I mean, the, the guys that Brady attracted were his guy. The two guys he right, attracted yeah. were Gronkowski, who just genuinely wanted to go play with Tom Brady and probably believed in him more than anybody else would. Mm-hmm. And plus, Tampa gave him a much better deal than you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And and Antonio Brown, yeah, I, I, nobody was got. Antonio Brown went to the one place where there was somebody willing to stand up for him and pound his fist on the table and say, no, bring this guy in here. And that was Tom Brady bringing Antonio Brown in. You're right. That wasn't uh, statistically your chances of picking the right winner. If you're going ring chasing really aren't all that great. No, they're not. They're not. And on top of that, you're looking at a guy who probably has a great relationship. Like you said already with Vance Joseph, Mm -hmm. he has one of his, one of his old teammates, who's also just a phenomenal player and has his own brand and, you know, can bounce off of that. He knows him and Deandre Hopkins. 
And Arizona is not a bad place to be. I mean, no. it's, it's it's a nice place to live. So it is fun. Not? I know I was making fun of how many meth dealers they have there. I'm basing that mostly off of, you know, it's funny. And, and off well, of all the meth dealers? Well, no, I'm basing that off of Breaking Bad, which is actually, <laughs> what, New Mexico. New Mexico? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, yeah, it's fair. that whole big, yeah. like, weird what what is it what is the shape of that those four states out there yeah, it's the brown earthy tones yeah you know? yeah it's kind of like four states so yeah deandre hopkins and he will be able to kind of compare notes over how everything went this season because i bet i bet deandre can't wait to just sit down and oh, chat yeah. with jj as they sit you know in the locker room about all the stuff that happened after deandre got hopkins got traded like a, a year yeah. ago it was just as just as we close in on the anniversary of this pandemic, wherever you want to mark the start of it for America, I mean, that was right when DeAndre Hopkins got traded. Yeah. Because here in Houston, we're in the middle of shutting down, but also trying to process this trade. And I can remember all these other new, all these other sports news outlets talking about how whew, we're not even talking about sports, forget sports. And I'd kind of hear that out of my peripheral hearing, and I'd be like, what the hell are you guys talking about? We've been knee-deep in it, talking about DeAndre Hopkins for like three straight weeks. Yeah, it's still still on. story number one in Houston. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I remember when we were texting about it when it happened, and I didn't really believe it. I didn't even really believe it because it just came off as such a bizarre move for them to make. So I like to call it the David Johnson trade, just to remind everybody. <laughs> what the real travesty was? <laughs> Which, ironically <laughs> enough, is you know where David Johnson came from. That's how right. you... Yeah, it was on March on March 22nd, the Houston Texans traded all-pro wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins in a fourth-round pick for running back David Johnson, a 2022nd-round pick, and a 2021 fourth-round pick. For anybody that doesn't remember the shot heard around the world, or at least the shot heard around uh, Loop 610 in Houston, that was that was the day it all went down. I, I feel like it's, it's still not fully appreciated just how... Uh, how much saltier that must just feel in the wound that he just had such a good season after he left too. Yeah, I think he slowed down. On this well, he did he slow down, down, but I mean, but he, you, no one's going to keep that up, but come on. I mean, it was like, he slowed down more. I think, you know, not necessarily. I, 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 yeah. I'm just trying to make myself feel better. It was <laughs> You're right. There's no, there, I, I've, I've listened to contrarian takes for a full year now about how it was the right thing to do, or actually the price wasn't that bad. And, you know, they'll they'll gaslight you a little bit into believing like, oh, wait a second. Maybe I'm the one that's just going along with the narrative. And then you yeah. get snapped back to reality. You're like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> like whatever situation the Texans found themselves in that they claimed yeah. they had to do this trade at that price. Like, yeah, you got yourself into that mess. This is already you and uh, the Bill yes. and Jack Easterby had been acting as the, the amateur GMs for almost a year at that point or three quarters of a year. But I'm glad you brought that up about the environment playing Arizona. Cause if you think about what it's been for two years, I mean, the Texans now do have a general manager, but they had Bill O'Brien and Jack Easterby acting as their general manager. Compare that to <laughs> compare that to Cliff Kingsbury. So Cliff Kingsbury compared to Bill O'Brien and Steve Keim compared to Jack Easterby. And I know, like, the obvious comparison, for those of you who don't know, Steve Keim is uh, like a big, looks like a plumber type of guy who's the GM in Arizona. Has he had some dalliances with the law and drunk driving? Perhaps. That's all public record. But I think the most important thing is, like, that's the easy comparison to Jack Easterby. Okay, Jack Easterby 
kind of a, a fellowship of Christian athletes type versus versus Steve Kime, who's uh, who lives life. But I think Steve Kime is like a a, a guy. He's a normal guy. Mm-hmm. He's not some guy that's handing out motivational pamphlet books and all this other nonsense that Jack Easterby does. And then Cliff Kingsbury is the, I mean, he's almost the exact opposite of Bill O'Brien in just yeah. dress, attitude. Uh, just as, hot. <laughs> yeah. He's hot. Yeah, like, that's, oh, that's the difference. I mean, got I, a, supposedly. Yeah. O'Brien's got a ruggedness about him. You know, he's got a little mm-hmm. bit of a Tony Soprano charm. <laughs> yeah, and then he's gonna have a heart attack like at any given moment. No, 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 no. Yeah. He, he takes no. control, and if uh, you know, if getting angry is yeah. what it takes, it's, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm willing to do anything, and if it's being unreasonably mad at any given moment, I'll do it. The other do thing it. is Chandler Jones. I mean, one of the biggest differences this year between right. the Texans and previous years is that the the pass rush just completely fell apart for yeah. for the Texans, and and. I've got I, I went through and did a uh cut up of JJ Watt in the second half of the Tennessee game where they ran away from him like every single play on run plays. So that doesn't that doesn't count uh pass plays, but on run plays they ran against they ran away from like almost every single play. So a healthy Chandler Jones presumably is going to be a whole lot better than the slew of non-pass rushers the Texans had this year with JJ. So I, I know maybe just on a, I don't want to call it selfish, but just purely on an individual production standpoint, he might be better off in Arizona than than some of those other places that that don't necessarily have good uh, running mates on the defensive line. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it'll be interesting to watch, to say the very least. I mean, something that's underappreciated, just like you said, is that the influence that has been lacking for him to bounce off of with another pass rusher like that. I mean, people forget that when he was, you know, really kind of at his, I guess, if you want to say his prime, even though that was a long window. But I mean, you know, Antonio Smith was doing a lot of good stuff when he was there in Houston with him. I mean, a lot. And I know that he, you know, kind of fell out of the limelight. It seems like ages ago, but he was, he was a effective interior pass rusher. You know, he really was. And he helped. I think, I think maybe you don't realize that he, he took a a lot of the pressure um, off of JJ Watt, even as, as prolific as JJ was during that time. Well, and one thing that Wade Phillips did a good job of, and I think Romeo Cornell too adjusted his scheme a little bit was that they got, JJ one-on-one with offensive linemen they yeah. would they'd figure out a way to get him isolated versus guards and inferior offensive tackles they'd flop mm-hmm. him around a little bit and part Antonio Smith was part of that you know it wasn't it wasn't like he was sacrificing himself like a nose tackle or anything but Antonio Antonio probably played a little bit out of position just because he was a smaller guy right but in Wade's scheme it, it didn't really matter the other thing well, the other thing, too, is that I think J.J. at this point in his career would probably be better off rushing down inside more than he did last year. Last year, he was on the edge a lot, and part of that's just yeah. because the Texans' outside linebackers were so bad that they had to play. They played. There were some times where I was trying to figure out, are they in a... Are they running a four three or is JJ just playing outside linebacker like in an over under front? And uh, yep, yeah, that's what he was doing. That's what he was doing. So they didn't technically play a four three. And and for anybody listening, don't get too caught up in that. Almost every three four, like the Cardinals run a three four, they all run fronts that make them look like they're a four three. It's just a matter of the 
the personnel that they have running all that stuff. It's a very few teams that just line up in an old school base three, four front down in and down out. And then everybody's in nickel and dime their pass rush packages 70% of the time these days anyway. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 that's still for sure to me, a pretty intimidating matchup problem is him inside at a three or like a four eye. Yeah, it's still, yeah. I mean, in a pass rush situation, I, I think that is that is cause for concern. And, and I think Chandler Jones playing opposite of JJ is what people keep bringing up. I do think that there's probably going to be kind of maybe like Justin Smith and Alden Smith were right. in San Francisco where they're playing next to each other. But they're doing a lot of really cool things. JJ down inside playing the defensive tackle and Chandler Jones outside. And and they can mess people up. Uh, it, yeah, I agree. Vance Joseph will try some creative things to try to get him free. I, I think that JJ, honestly, given just the times he was isolated one-on-one watching this year, a lot of his best pass rush snaps were wasted because quarterbacks were able to get rid of the ball very quickly uh, or or he was getting chipped he was getting double teams quite a bit whenever he went down inside he was he was double teamed all the time so I think that as long as the defense there in Arizona picks it up a little bit they will be better okay since you went to school in Phoenix well Scottsdale it's university or Arizona State and you also played for the Texans in Houston and then worked as a as an actual adult when you're done playing football in Houston. I want you to compare Phoenix versus Houston. How about just first on sports passion? Oh, wow. I mean, Houston has a beat for sure. But I yeah. think, I mean, I, you know, it's probably they have a beat and it's not by maybe a, an insignificant margin. But Arizona still is is not as bad of a sports town as so many of like kind of the the western sort of cities tend to be. I mean, they're not terrible. They do have some really um, some avid you know Cardinals fans, and if they sh- start showing up and being maybe finishing out the season like they sh- maybe should have last year, I think it, it could it could catch fire, especially with some talent like JJ and they have DeAndre. They're obviously lighting well, up and young quarterback, but as a town at large, they're not. Houston yeah, is just diplomatic. the town. No, I'm not. I'm not. Hey, I'm not. I'm telling you like it is. It sounds I mean, like you're I, trying to make an excuse for the fact that Arizona put their stadiums <laughs> like like in the middle of nowhere, 57 miles outside the city. <laughs> that is totally to, valid. I remember at the Super totally Bowl. Valid. At the Super Bowl, when we were out there, they they had their media night or whatever, and it was like yeah. I kept getting warnings. Like I. I was starting to get nervous to even get on the bus because people were like, all right, be sure you got food and water because it's out there. It's a long <laughs> like ways that. away. I remember we played there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. I so, mean, they, yeah, they're subject to that. I mean, at least the suns are downtown, but it's not close. The thing is like, the, yeah, no. Okay. So, all right. Houston, Houston is the most multi-ethnic city in the country. How does uh, how does Scottsdale, Arizona, compare to Houston for multi ethnicity? That is like such a like trap question. I'm not trying to get you in trouble. To, like, what do you want me to? I'm like, well, based on my personal preferences, I just feel like it was yeah, really white. Okay, <laughs> climate climatological conditions dry heat versus fat man scrotum heat which ones who's is that um, is dry oh, heat yeah would dry you rather, 1000 would you rather play i'm always curious about this from people that have played in the desert would you rather be in houston 
when it's 95 with like 98% humidity or would you rather play in Arizona when it's 120 degrees but bone dry? Arizona, no okay. problem. That's I don't even have to think about it. Because, I really? mean, Houston, Houston, it will absolutely uh, degrade your performance. It, it just will. sucks it up. Okay, so that's interesting. The, it, in Arizona, does it not wear you down as much just because it's evaporating so your body does actually cool a little bit? No, Arizona always felt psychological. So teams oh, really? would get there and you feel it. I mean, you literally feel like your skin's on fire. There's uh-huh. no doubt about it. But I mean, if you're used to it and you've been there doing it day in, day out, and you're practicing, that's an advantage because it actually doesn't really, you know, wear on your performance that much. It just doesn't, it's uncomfortable. But Houston, I mean, you're so dehydrated. You're so miserable. You just yeah. actually feel like if you're a guy that sweats, not that I am right now, <laughs> yeah, um, but, you know, you'll feel it and it'll, it'll, it'll wear you down. What about party scene? I mean, do you feel like Houston has like a party scene in general? I don't know. There's I mean, no like, place like Mill Avenue or anything. Where No, I mean, it has ASU, which is like college. And you're going to have just like an outrageous amount of young or so I've been told um, women there. <laughs> You were there. You were, you know, wait, is there. Mill Avenue and Mill Avenue is just mostly college? Is that like the college? Yeah, it's like pure college. It's like the it college trip. But you have like Scottsdale. You know, you yeah. have Scottsdale and that whole area, that part of town, which, you know, I don't envision JJ being there. But you see, you know, like Mike Tyson used to be out there all the time. Don't they have like a, did you say, is it Old Town or something like that? Is yeah, like Old a, Town, Scottsdale. Okay. Yeah. Isn't there an Old Town, San Diego too? Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. I don't know. Like, you're from California. I figured, you know. Yeah, you're like, it's all just like one town. Yeah, you, exactly. you know, like, did you live on the beach? Yeah. yeah you're like, sure, hey, man. Jack yeah. used to be said that everybody's got surfboards on top of their roof in oh, God, this California. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I got to go get on my intermittent fasting. I'm doing my, uh, this nice. is what I do with it. Intermittent fasting, every single time I've ever done it, starts very, <laughs> very casually with me saying, all right. I, I better not eat anything for 18 hours. <laughs> like, it's the only, there's the only way I can undo this is that I, like I just, it. it's like, you're about to go get on it. I'm like, what does that entail? Just continuing to not eat. Like, what are you doing? No, I'm gonna, I'm no, 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 no. I'm going to finish off the binge that I was having right before I got on with you. So I'm going to just hit it so hard though. Do you go really heavy? Like, is that what the fasting entails? Like you just, yeah, but it's, it's no, it's not, it's not planned at all. It's that I've screwed up. I've been trying to watch my diet <laughs> and I just ate 4,500 4, calories in one sitting and I might as well just make it an even 5,000 and I'm not going to eat for 18 to 24 hours. <laughs> and then you've just decided just this yes. one, this 24 hour span. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Nice. It's well like, uh, yeah, it's like after you forget to practice safe sex once and you decide that you want to have a family. It's like, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to, you know what? Totally. It's time to settle yeah, down. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I've now decided I had a problem. Yeah. You so know. intermittent fasting for me is, uh, having a baby to save the marriage, yeah. <laughs> something like that. Nailed it. Yeah. You go ice your ankle. I'm going to go finish off my binge. Perfect. Thanks, Thanks buddy. man.